So there's this big four inch pipe that's coming out of one of my walls. I get on Facebook yesterday and I take a picture of it. I sit it. I go, I'm going to saw this off, right? Don't do it. <laughs> if it's a gas line, you could blow your house up. Holy. Trey and Kevin change the world. Trey and Kevin change the world. Good morning. You know, uh, I've got this killer old house, right? But um, yeah, you do. It's like in the twenties, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's twenty. It's either twenty-six or twenty-eight. So there's this big four-inch pipe that's coming out of one of my walls. It's going to have a chair underneath it, and I know somebody's going to knock their head on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna, I get on Facebook yesterday because you know I think the whole you know a lot of people are you know home and i take a picture of it i sit it i go i'm gonna saw this off right oh god and oh my gosh next thing you know i'm getting phone calls personal messages don't do it <laughs> if it's a gas line you could blow your holy house up. shit like yeah don't ever saw a pipe there's no the, never so what i didn't know was two of my friends uh, work for Nipsco, which is the gas company up here. Yeah. And so they, they both private messaged me and said, actually, you would have been fine. It's a dead line. Uh, they're going to cut it off for me, and then they're going to put foam in it. They put foam oh, yeah, in yeah. it or something. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, which is fine that they knew that, but you had no idea. You were just going to get out of Hacksaw oh my gosh. start sawing <laughs> my, shit. Well, no, no, I do. I got my new Sawzall. Oh, my. Sawzalls are freaking amazing. Yeah, I don't have... So that's the problem with everything. I, you have to have the tools, right? So it's not that I couldn't figure out how to do something. But by the time you get all the tools and the right thing and the learning curve, end up hacking your way through a wall that now you have yeah, to put that, back together. Yeah, that's, but that's my, ne- that's my next thing. You know that, that uh, half wall in my kitchen, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. What? I said, by the way, your basement is awesome and it's set up, uh, you know, killer. You have your drums down there and stuff. But looking at you at FaceTime, Right now, in this shot, it looks like you've been kidnapped and you're sending a message to me <laughs> to, uh, you know, you're reading for, you're holding a newspaper in front of you. Like know, the day, that's, right, what, that's what it looks wow, like. That's funny. I like it. I wish well, people could see that. Just, I'm going to put that shot up. Actually, I'm going to screenshot it. It's really awesome. It's really but great. But you can, you can see the little thing back here. Can you see it? Almost. You can almost see it. Uh, but, and then my sister calls me. She's like, you got to be kidding me. You're going to, you're going to, uh, Dara, I'm not, I wasn't being, I mean, I am serious. I want the pipe gone because it can hit somebody in the head. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's not going to be comfortable. That's actually one of the good things about Facebook. You reach out to your community. That's how I found out my gutter guy. My gutter guy was amazing. And he was here like, you know, last year when I got this house. So anyway, I'm all jacked up on coffee right now, which is for me is one cup of coffee and uh, sitting in my attic. Hey, have you thought about this? Why is... Okay, so people, the, only the essential employees are out doing stuff, right? Right. So why are, first off, why are we still getting mail? They're essential. But essential in the, the sense that if you call your, your companies, because we're all shut down, so everybody's getting a kind of a leniency period, if it's a bill, that's one. And most people do their bills online now anyway. That's, so there's that. That's true. So what's, but, still, but what is what is so essential about mail? I don't know, except they just deliver bills to my house. Uh, I still get a lot of paper bills just to keep track of them. Because if you get a lot of paperless, harder to track, I think. But, you know, um, they're always trying to encourage you to go paperless, uh, which I guess is more environmentally sound. But it's harder to keep track of. I guess that's real old school. But uh, even though we Um, pay everything online, everything's paid online. Uh, I do everything everything by phone. I just call and then I get a little uh, confirmation. Oh, yeah, you do that. Sometimes they'll charge you to do that, though. They'll charge you to do back back when there were, you know, you know, before this whole craziness um but uh yeah uh has your wife 
tried to kill you yet in your sleep? Oh my God, people in the same house, right? Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm upstairs in the attic all day long. Um, I'm not. Ta- I didn't say all day. I'd oh. say not day. No, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm in just opposite ends of the house. I, I sleep in the attic. Um, <laughs> I'm sleeping up here now uh, uh, under <laughs> under my drum kit. I'm just sleeping under the snare. Hey, I'm curled up you- under the snare. It's it's kind of comfy up here. I like it. Uh, it makes me feel hey, good. Did you did you ever when I was a kid when I when I got my first drum set. I would go in the basement and I would fall asleep underneath my stool in the snare drum, just looking at my drum set. Oh, that's funny. No, I never did that. Um, I spent a lot of time in the basement though. So now I've graduated to the attic. Hey, do you, if you're, when you're recording, do you like, are you, are you like me in the sense that I like proper studios? Um, but at the same time, I get a little red light fever sometimes. I like houses to record them because it feels comfortable to me. And so I'm trying to make my spot, you know, comfortable. So when people come in, they go, gosh, this feels like a living room or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm hoping that it brings more creativity out. Because I know, dude, even still, if I go into a regular proper whatever that is, it, I still get a little like, because I'm so used to the stuff, you know, the stuff that we do which is we have a lot of control over. And I love houses, any type of house, a basement, um, an attic like yours. Is that how you feel too? Do you ever get red light fever like that when you're in a proper studio? Yeah, it's definitely more intimidating since I don't do it every day. Intimidating, great uh, word. Yeah, Like people in this town do it every day. They get used to it. It's always been too, since we came up that way, that was the only way to really record. The clock was always ticking, right? It costs money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the money we spent on rehearsal yeah. space alone was more than I paid living in Nashville for the first 10 years uh, just for really? just for a rehearsal space in Boston. So you'd, we'd be paying 500 bucks a month for a, a warehouse room um, to keep our stuff in because you can't, where are you going to play in the city? You have to rehearse, you have to be loud, you have to spend time. Uh, when I first got to Nashville, it was interesting because, yeah, I, I, you know, I was 19 or whatever and I started working at Pearl Drums in the warehouse and there was a band, a couple guys who worked temp there. They rehearsed in a freaking um, storage shed place you know, a U-Haul storage shed place out in Murfreesboro, uh, like a 10 by 10. Yeah. Oh, wow, so yeah. Th- and when they told me about that, I'm like, no way in hell, but it was tons of bands. It wasn't just them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, so all you heard, you know, you're driving down <laughs> and you hear this, just all this cacophony of all these sounds coming. It was intense. I couldn't believe it, you know, because at that time it wasn't, I guess as hip as it is now, rehearsal studios really didn't exist in Nashville at the time. Or if they did, they were probably expensive. Yeah. Because that was probably what, like, not even a hundred bucks a month for ten by ten, probably. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, in Boston, they just had old warehouses, so there wasn't. It was never an SIR in Boston or anything like that. So right. All right, these right. old warehouses where everybody rehearsed, uh, whether you were Aerosmith or whether you were a local band, you'd be in these warehouses. They'd have a giant room where they stored all their gear or the cars. Yeah. I remember always had a big wow. giant space. They were never in there. They just yeah. housed all their stuff, and we had a little room down the hall. But yeah, you'd walk down these long warehouse hallways. And it would just be band after band after band rehearsing at different times, sometimes at the same time. And we're all drowning each other out. So you, right, so yeah, it's just, you yeah. just keep turning it up louder and louder to rehearse uh, just so you don't hear the band next to you. And when you stop, you hear them. So all your all your rehearsal tapes with a boombox rehearsal tapes <laughs> were, were filled with your stuff. Then when you stopped, you'd hear the other band and then you'd fire it up again and, you know, drown them out. 
It's madness. It was complete madness. And so nowadays, if you don't have your ear monitor mixed correctly in a rehearsal or something, guys are going, I can't, I can't rehearse like this. I can't rehearse if the reverb on my hi-hat isn't panned uh, <laughs> in my ears to the left. <laughs> I did, all, our rehearsal consisted back then, and it's sort of old war stories, was cramming those foam earplugs in my ears and then as far as they go as far as they go and then blasting blasting away for hours probably why i can't hear shit now um uh, what exactly yesterday i'm eating my lunch and i go on youtube and i look up paul stanley playing uh (laughs) i saw that go ahead playing love gun we play love gun where it came out (laughs) He's, he got Les Paul. He's got to be in California, Malibu, California or something. He's in this little practice room, which is hilariously cheesy, by the way. You would think that, you know, our practice, our little rooms are much cooler and hipper than Paul Stanley's. It's like Behringer, which is fine. Like little, like, it looked like a little karaoke guy in a bar down the street. What's right? funny is he hasn't been in that room once in uh, his life, which is in that house, right, in so his mansion. His, his assistant probably went to Guitar Center, yes. which is fine. <laughs> I went, I'll take that. <laughs> he sent out the right? assistant to Guitar Center before they I'm closed serious. down for the lockdown. Before they closed down. And that's what that, you know, that was the, the 289 special. That's with amazing. a couple boom stands. Wasn't it? Doesn't it look like that? The little keyboard it, to his right. Oh, my God. It's like, and then he starts to sing Love Gun. He tries to do it. And he's kind of raspy. And he actually sounded great. But that put me down another freaking rabbit hole of... 1997 the first tour back right and they're doing uh gosh what was it because you know they film you know they archive everything i think everybody should stay home and sing a song oh yeah (laughs) all right paul cool thanks man uh i mean when we love who you know who we're not there's no bigger fans in the world than we are you know but it man that guy is uh oh but no but okay so i go back because you and i are huge kiss fans and i never saw peter in the makeup back in the day you did i didn't my first was my first tour was animalize oh bruce and uh eric carr right which it it was killer that was still killer king of the mountain i mean eric god rest his soul what a badass drummer but so i go to and so i get to see him in 97 like you did you know i saw him in nashville the day you know that the two shows after that uh, Ed played drums yes. in Atlanta yes. for okay our buddy Ed. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But so I go down the rabbit hole. I look at some 1997-98 stuff. A couple of the songs were so slow, and Ace is looking back at Peter like, you know, trying to come like, on, count him in. Come, come on, man. Come on, He's doing these fills and stuff, and I'm like, oh, poor guy. And, there, and the thing is, some of it was really, really bad, but some of it was magical. Like the, the the Detroit Rock City, the the who's about, the way that pl- is played is such a Peter weird kind of feel thing that that was great. Oh yeah, but you like, can't you can't duplicate their strange mojo or their strange no, bad habits or their limitations. Right. That's what made them magic. Besides all the makeup and and the song, I mean, they had this crazy like most great bands. They have this crazy combination that you, doesn't make any sense on paper but you put it all together and it, you come up with that craziness but i know i i felt bad because i follow paul stanley also and i saw his posts and 
and I love him and he's he's telling encouraging everybody and being super positive and but you're looking at him going you've never been in that room you're in right now where is that room is it somewhere in your house that you've never gone into it's not really furnished there's no like curtains on the window it's so this random like 149 dollar keyboard that's never been touched he's sitting on a strange stool there's no chairs in the room uh he's i guess singing into his his iphone there's no mics i don't even think there's a mic set up it's it's he's it's and it sounds terrible because he's not singing into anything which is fine it was just funny I, i i it struck me the same way i'm like this guy has never been in this room in his house uh-uh. because maybe it's over uh-uh. the maybe it's over the 15 car garage that he has there so i don't know which hey good for him uh, you know i contributed just like you you know many times to that and and willingly uh, I, I love it right uh, but yeah it struck me as so funny as like this guy is hilarious uh trying to be off the cuff but uh meanwhile um there's probably eight assistants in his house um standing six feet apart um uh putting together his impromptu video i was dying watching that thing but uh you know and he's made up he's made up he's got a rock shirt on he's got rock it's not it's he didn't have sweats on and like uh a hoodie right no (laughs) just sitting in your living room with an acoustic guitar or something that'd be cool just did you see freaking tommy shaw's his acoustic guitar his wife i think films it oh no and his and he's it, it is way off the cuff and he just picks it does um Oh, dude, look at look up look at the Tommy Shaw thing. It is incredible. Oh, cool, yeah, incredible. And he's like, ah, "That's crazy good." Well, that's what it's you want to see. You just want to see that. That's, you just want to see people sitting doing their thing and you know being real. And that's granted. You know whether it's a mansion or not doesn't really matter. Everybody's concerned for their family. And he's like, "Well, you know, he's stuck here too, and he's just going to play a song because that's what we do. You know, you want you want to play a song, sing a song, or just say hey to everybody and and uh, connect with people." But uh, yeah, man, that's. That's a fail. Hey, give me a give me a poly. Hey, Gene, give me give me something about Gene. Hey, Gene, we should really do. Some, come on, give me something. I could just hear him talking to Gene. I can't, I can't do it. Good. On this. Hey, Gene, we should do something off the cuff and charge people for it. No, no, but hey, Paul, you don't have any gear in your house. I'll just have one of my assistants go down to the guitar center and get some whatever's on special. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, why why are we tearing apart Paul Stanley? I stole that. I stole that impersonation from Dana Gould, uh, who did this great riff about Paul Stanley being a family therapist. What's the problem today, fellas? You know, it's like, <laughs> I like boobies. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Paul, we get it. You know, uh, we get All it. Right, okay. All right. Hey, okay. We got to end this. We, I think we have a second one in the bag. We'll, we'll find out. Second one in the bag. So uh, uh, you're Kevin, you're Trey. We're changing the world. Okay. Cheers and blessings. everybody. Right, get out of here.